1: if you could just see who i am on the inside if i could just lay my heart out on the table i know you'd like me i have felt this way since i was seven years old see i grew up in a religious household extremely religious the kind that requires women to wear long dresses and put their hair up in buns but oddly enough i wasn't completely sheltered even though i had never seen star wars as a child i attended public school and i beamed with confidence Still, I looked different than the other kids and I felt different too. That experience sparked a hunger to be liked and accepted and to be accepting of others. That's why I've made it my mission in life to make sure that everyone is taken care of, even the underdogs. I'm Christy Featherston of Home Heating and Air Conditioning. If you could see the heart and care we have for our customers, the heart and care we have for you, then you'd know there's no one in Idaho. No one in America who cares more about your family's home, comfort, and safety.
0: Stephen Semple, when you told me that today's episode was going to be about James Watt, the only James Watt I could think of was the guy, I think he was Secretary of Interior under Reagan, maybe. I mean, it was a long time ago, but I, I don't think that's probably who we're talking about today, is it? <laughs> no, we're going back even earlier than that. Even farther. See that light bulb? See that oh light bulb
2: behind you? That That Watt? Yeah. Here's the funny thing about wattage
0: as a way of measuring electrical flow. He actually never
2: coined that term.
0: The original James Watt, the man who our 60-watt bulb is named after, never coined the term wattage.
2: No. It was actually a term that was coined 60 years after his death, and it was proposed by William Siemens of Yes, Siemens Electric. Oh, wow. Yeah, in honor of James Watt saying, I think we should call this wattage. But that happened 60 years after Watt's death.
0: Okay, so it's a measure of, is it a measure of power? Yeah, it's a measure of
2: electricity used. And James Watt was actually what we'll learn from this. He was far too smart to think that that would be actually a good term. And where Watt was known for actually was not work with electricity, but He did a lot of work with steam power, and he basically created the principles that steam engines work under today. Okay. He was a really big deal. And here's how big a deal James Watt is in history. In May of 2009, the Bank of England announced that Watt and his partner Bolton were going to be on the 50-pound note. So when you get your picture on a bank note, you're a big freaking deal. Oh, yeah. This podcast is a business podcast. It's not an inventor podcast. And here's the reason why we want to study James Watt. Okay, Between the period of 1780 and 1790, he received 76,000 pounds in royalties, for his patents. That would be equivalent to around $200 million in today's dollar.
0: Like that predates the industrial
2: revolution, really. So it is actually at the very front end of the industrial revolution. And that was just on his patents. This wasn't actually on design work or selling stuff. This was on the patents that he had put together around steam power.
0: Wow, okay. What business was he in? Well, and
2: this is what we're gonna study. We're not gonna study his inventions, But basically, how he sold them and how he popularized them. Because what we know is it takes a lot more than just build something and they will come. We've talked about that in other podcasts. It's much more than that. So, this is what we're going to explore. So, James was born on January 19th, 1736, in Renfrewshire, Scotland, which is in the West Lowlands of Scotland. And when he was 18, his mother died and his father was very poor. And he decided, you know, I'm going to travel to London to make my fortune. And he traveled to London and he got training as an instrument maker. And then he returned to Scotland, but set up shop in Glasgow. And Glasgow, in that time, was very much at the forefront of the Industrial Revolution. It was really the place to be. And at first, He worked on maintaining and repairing scientific instruments that were used at the university. And he helped out with demonstrations and all this other stuff. He repaired, you know, quadrants and parallel rulers and scales and parts for telescopes and barometers, all sorts of different stuff. And then in 1759, he formed a partnership with John Craig, who was an architect and a businessman. And what they set up a business to do was to make and sell musical instruments and toys, Hmm. And this partnership lasted for basically six years. They built up to about 16 employees. His partner, John Craig, died. And really, James wasn't interested in the business. So he sold the business to one of the partners and you know moved on to other things. And now this is why we're interested in Watt. Watt became known for the efficiency he created to the steam engine. He didn't invent the steam engine. Mm -hmm. He improved dramatically upon it. And he eventually teamed up with Matthew Bolton, who owns Soho Manufacturing near Birmingham to make these machines. And these are the two guys that got on to the 50 pound note for doing this work. And what Watt did was not only the brilliance in terms of his invention, what Watt did was really brilliant how he promoted the invention. Because as we know, Getting acceptance of new inventions is not easy. And to your point, Dave, this was the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. So as we know, it's not like, hey, there's this machine, you should buy it and use it, right?
0: Yeah, you got to convince somebody a machine's a good idea.
2: Yeah, and this initial machine was really large and limited to where it could be. To put in perspective, it was not small enough yet to power a
0: train. That's how big this stuff was. It got reduced in size to become a train engine. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this.
3: Brought to you by the Least Full of Shit Marketers Association of America. Yes, that's a low bar, but we clear it mightily. We're also the largest pay-per-performance branding group in North America, and that part's for reals. If you're looking for advertising advice geared towards local owner-operated companies, this is your podcast. And now you can pick the brains of these advertising geniuses over lunch without having to pay for lunch or even leave your office. We're talking 90 minutes of straight answers to all your burning questions about lead generation, customer acquisition, mass media branding, how to get off the paper crack treadmill, anything you want, and the only coin required is candor. Because we can't give no bullshit advice without basing it off no BS data on your company, competitive landscape, operations, and all that jazz. We send you a pre-Zoom questionnaire, you fill it out candidly, and boom! Bob's your uncle, you're in like Flynn, and we'll be frank as fuck in giving you the straight scoop on all the advertising and business growth questions you always wanted to know, but were too afraid to ask. You'll also get our no-pitching and no-bitching guarantee. No-pitching means we won't pitch you or try to sell you in any way. If you want more after 90 minutes, you'll have to ask. And no-bitching means if you don't think the meeting was worth your 90 minutes, we'll send you a hundred bucks consider it us picking up the tab for lunch and putting our money where our mouth is. Sound like a not-so-full-of-shit offer? Well, that is what we're known for. Take us up on it at empirebuildersprogram.com.
0: Let's pick up our story where we left off. And trust me, you haven't missed a thing.
2: What he decided to do was target mine. So, again, there was a lot of mining in Scotland. And mines used these large draft horses to raise the minerals and things like that out of the mine. So, he said, you know what? These would be an ideal customer for his invention, was talking to the mining industry. And he did two really smart things. And this is really where the lesson lies with James Watt. The first thing he did was he realized that his machine was going to replace draft horses that were being used in the mines to raise the minerals. So what would most people do, right? Most people do build this comparison chart and all of this stuff. And here's the benefits of a horse. Here's a benefit of my machine. And then educate the customer on, on the type of machine they would need, right?
0: I think I see where you're going. Yeah. He
2: created the term horsepower. And he actually went out and he took a draft horse and he measured how much they could do. And he created a way of measuring that, built a unit of measurement around it so it wasn't BS.
0: And he called it Horsepower. You could easily converse to these mine owners. If it takes five draft horses to pull a load of ore up out of the shaft of the mine, how big of a machine are you going to need?
2: But yes, he found it was a real comparison. But now, think to your point, Dave. Think about how easy it is for the customer to now figure out that equation in their head. I use two horses. I need a two horsepower engine at a minimum. Yeah. And yeah. then not only that, what am I replacing? I'm replacing two horses.
0: Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So he made the engine better and then figured out the terminology to make it easily understood to his market. Yeah. He took the unfamiliar, the steam engine mm-hmm.
2: and attached it to the familiar horsepower.
0: That's brilliant. I always go back to Apple for some reason, but it's like when Jobs said a thousand songs in your pocket. Yes. Right. Oh, now I understand what that is.
2: <laughs> yes. And we'll put a copy of that ad in the show notes, the one that Dave is referring to, because at that time, Apple was new to the music industry. It was dominated by Sony and whatnot, and everybody else was making MP3 players. Nobody
0: really cared about that. With Watt, it's, you could tell me how big the boiler is. You could tell me how much fuel it uses. You could tell me how hard it is to assemble or operate. But what you really need to tell me is, no, this will do the work of four horses, Yes. Same idea. Simple. And the cool thing about James Watt then is we've gone away from wattage as a measure of the brightness of light bulbs, right? Now they're LEDs. They were fluorescents for a while, but we still look at the box and we go, oh, this one is the equivalent of a 60 watt bulb, because that's what we remember. We don't remember lumens. We don't remember any other measure of brightness than, oh, well, a 60 watt bulb, that's pretty bright, but it's not as bright as a hundred watt bulb. In our mind, we have these comparisons that are all based on wattage because that's what we grew up with. I wonder if people are going to get away from that or if that one's just stuck in the terminology of the day. It's
2: now the familiar. So again, what the lesson here is for businesses, especially if you're creating an innovation, your innovation is new. It's unfamiliar. Try to find a familiar to attach it to. Horsepower. Awesome thousand songs in my pocket i'm taking this unfamiliar and i'm attaching it to the familiar making it simple and concrete and the customer can now go i get it i immediately get it and the other thing that watt did that was really brilliant is he also tied what he charged mines he tied it to the savings that the mines had as well so that was the second thing Mm. that he did that was really brilliant and we've often talked about how when you attach your fees um, to a savings or a revenue or something along that lines you can often charge so much more. And at the beginning, I said, you know, James Watt would never think about wattage for a light bulb. He would try to find a familiar. There
0: were candle powers of yes. bulbs. I don't think I've heard that one in a while, but I think on really, really bright spotlights and things, it's so many candle power. Right, so many candle power. He's the guy I'm going to think of when I hear the phrase steampunk. He was the
2: original steampunk, and he's on the 50-pound note.
0: (laughs) All right, here's to James Watt. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at com.